0: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 421 um, It is a Friday that we're releasing this, October 11th uh, In two days, Walking and Talking Dead are coming back uh, on the air So uh, uh, tune in, AMC, 9 and 10 o'clock, run right after Walking Dead I've seen the premiere episode, it's really fucking great Can't wait, the trailers look amazing Scott Gimple uh, is awesome. he's the new guy in town? He's the right? new guy. He's that new kid on the block. He's the new kid on the block. He's doing He's and, he, and he's he's doing he's doing a fantastic job. And cool. and uh, apparently episodes two and three, like the show just starts uh, one level here. I'll just call that here, and then just fucking jumps. That's great. Like each, it just gets crazier and crazier. So uh, I
2: think we're going to see an upswing in like uh, really good storytelling on TV uh, post Breaking Bad. Of like how to escalate things, kind, at of, a kind, of raised, kind of raised TV's game. Yeah, and they have for the past few years, but I think especially after this last run of episodes, everyone's going to be like, we can just really go for it. Yeah, I think it's going to we're going to see a change.
0: Yes, yeah. I think you should push your glasses up at the end of it. I think we're right going to
2: see a change in modern television. <laughs> Jonah's doing a face that you can't see at the moment. Uh, uh, Jonah's
0: doing a lot of faces you can see because he's performing at the San Francisco Punchline October tenth, eleventh, and no, I'm sorry.
2: Yes, yes, October tenth, eleventh, and twelfth at the San Francisco Punchline. Punchline's a great venue. It's down I on love Battery it Street. There. Uh, yeah.
0: in the financial district and it's one of my favorite clubs in the country.
2: Yeah, yeah. And during the day I'll be hanging out on Turk Street if you want to, you know, uh, do some heroin. Uh, <laughs> it's a real bad area, that Turk Street. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a news article I saw last time I was in San Francisco where it says, police throw in the towel of zero block of Turk. So they just drive up to the edge and they're like, bah! Yeah, fine. No, thank you. Um, (laughs) You guys got it. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so I'll be there with Nick Youssef, who is a great comedian, uh, an old friend of mine, and I'll be having uh, limited edition posters designed by Garrett Ross and screened by Dave Clock. And if you want, Jonah Ray will do his entire set as Bruce Gutter. Drinking vodka is the best. (laughs) It's like water from an alien planet. That 35 minutes. I thought this would
0: be entertaining. (laughs) He's just watching a guy on stage.
2: T.J. Max so
3: much cooler than Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Lars Ulrich one time. Um, I remember a party in Hollywood, California. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
0: my God. It totally changes the tone of the story when Bruce Gutter is at I that know, party. Right? It
2: makes more sense.
0: Yeah, when uh, Bruce Gutter's playing Truth or Dare with Courtney Love. <laughs> <laughs> and I said truth because I always do. Hey, Bruce, where's the cocaine? <laughs> Buddy, I'm in the middle of a story. Bruce... No, I'm doing Courtney Love.
2: <laughs> no, I... Was,
0: yeah. Oh, wait. Did you break character thinking that and I broke character? Well, that yes, I, broke I, think, character? I think
2: we just... Well...
0: Mm. Mm. This is why we're stand-ups and not sketch people. Uh, this episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by The Enemy Series from Hyperion. It's us versus zombies and Charlie Hickson's The Enemy Series. So maybe you might want a little zombie fix and you're all caught up on the Walking Dead uh, comics, uh, which I am. So uh, this is The Enemy Series. We'll catch you up. They're, they're super fast-paced. They're tales of zombie survival and uh, there's a lot of sacrifice oh, I in thought the were latest there might be a lot of sex in it. True. Sure. It's super fast-paced, though. And then you'd slow down during those parts. <laughs> and then you'd get fast-paced again. Zombie, zabby, zombie, zabby. Oh, man, sir. you're not good at
2: rhythm, are you? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fast, 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 Oh, so oh, so Okay, oh, shit, oh, shit. Fast, 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 fast. Oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Fast, fast, fast. Wait, 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 wait. Talking about
2: reading.
3: Oh, baseball, 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 baseball. That's how I read. Whoa, 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 yeah. Uh,
0: it's fun for your girlfriend when she feels like you're always about to get into an accident.
2: <laughs> anyway, the I Enemy series. Stop short with uh, Deanna during Sex All the Time. Stop short!
0: Yay, the Enemy series from Hyperion. Available now wherever our books and ebooks are sold. Also, speaking of books, our guest on this episode of the Podcast, Nick Offerman, whom we adore. Nick is the most interesting person you could ever have a conversation he's with. He's a man. He is a man. It's not, it's not even just. It's not even that he tries to be a man. He just. He just has a really great outlook on life and a fantastic way of expressing that.
2: Yeah, loves his wife, loves his work, loves his friends. Like, just you know,
0: likes being a, happy. Yeah, totally kills the myth that you have to, you know, be unhappy to be a successful
2: artist. Yeah, He's yeah, yeah, a good guy. And yeah. Nick
0: has a, a book called "Paddle Your Own Canoe: One Man's Fundamentals for Delicious Living." Uh, which is available now.
2: It's great. With uh, artwork by Mike Mitchell, a great artist. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know, my, I know yeah, Mike yeah, Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. So he does all the artwork for that. That's that's yeah. great.
0: So pick up Nick's book. Uh, and right now, listen to the Nerdist Podcast, episode number 421 with Nick Offerman.
3: Now entering Nerdist.com.
0: The Nerdist Podcast. Nick Offerman returns.
1: I didn't know neither Jonah nor I were there. You we were not. I knew I
0: wasn't. We there. We recorded it in Santa Monica because of scheduling. It was there was something going on that day where I think you were working so, in Santa Monica
1: or something. I don't know. And so we. Uh, oh, maybe we, were sure. we in production for the Nerdist TV show?
0: Yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't explain me. No, we could have been shooting a sketch.
4: So what? So my experience. How was it with just Chris? It was wonderful. Thank I didn't you. I didn't know he'd failed to mention... that he normally <laughs> What has are
1: you talking name? about? Well, we talked about these guys the whole
4: time. Yeah. That there was any supplemental Yeah, Nick,
1: I don't know if you no can see the that painting that's right behind his head, but mm, it's not just Chris. <laughs> it's, I,
0: I feel like, you know, Nick's not remembering you guys. I think most of the time we were talking about, yeah. you know, Nick would say something funny and charming and I'd be like, boy, I wish Matt and Jonah were here to hear
4: this because they're... He, he did say that a lot. A lot, a lot.
1: I feel like he might never have said that I've, ever. I'm, ever.
4: I'm guessing he said that while I was in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, did, I described uh, the I Nick Offerman
1: perfume. Out. If if he were to make a, a cologne or a perfume, it would just smell like sawdust and brute. That's what I think of when I think of you, Nick Offerman.
4: I'll take that as a compliment. It's a huge compliment.
1: <laughs> those both of those things are delicious smelling. If well, I, you don't want to eat them, but
4: if I have if I come out with a, a line of fragrance, uh, my first my first scent will be Manchester.
1: <laughs> Manchester <laughs> done. hair done. No
4: Manchester. No, Manchester.
2: Okay. Well, it smell like man. Chester,
4: I'm not sure yet. <laughs> no. We'll see. Sawdust and brute, you can have it. But I, I but I will issue puns <laughs> in naming my sense. I'm fine with that. I love it actually. as much as possible. Just straight up like grit. By Nick Offerman, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like that hard. That's like that grainy soap you use. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. It's actually got grit in Like in, in it. gas
4: station bathrooms, yeah, like yeah. where the well, you with, get the oil with off with the powder. It's, it's yeah. called lava, gentlemen. It's called lava. <laughs>
3: lava.
4: And the, and the grit is called pumice. <laughs> <laughs> we've never made,
0: been. Uh, we've never been near any kind of workshop no of any I kind. I have school, I just I'll never knew you
4: in the, and then you've got the gojo waterless hand cleaner which is also quite effective
0: <laughs> why was it
4: called lava if it wasn't lava well it comes it's pretty thick I'm guessing that's why they call mm, it that because it's badass yeah I guess so <laughs> Because it cleans the soil from your hands as though scorching hot lava.
0: <laughs> it will burn a trail of. Yeah. Just, it will leave your blackened hands. It does
1: a number on Wilshire Boulevard. <laughs>
0: it will leave a trail of death.
1: That just referenced the movie Volcano. And it's wait, oh, you sure did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I let it pass. That all happens on Wilshire <laughs> Boulevard. Slide away. Yeah.
0: Well, the bit was sort of like the volcano. It was slow, but we couldn't avoid it. <laughs> there was no getting around it.
1: Let's get analogous. You know what? It does feel weird with us here. You guys
3: talk.
0: I want to uh, thank Nick Offerman for, uh, and I, 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 I Instagrammed it because I thought it was so great. <laughs> your inscription to me in your book, Paddle Your Own Canoe, One Man's Fundamentals for a Delicious Living. Chris, wood, meat, freedom. Let's wrap. Heart, Nick. That's right. The heart uh,
4: stands for love. (laughs) What?
0: Yeah. I don't recognize this symbol.
4: (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) I see. I know what wood and meat and freedom are. And the heart, yeah, it insinuates affection.
1: I didn't really... um, Yeah, the the heart's made of
4: three pieces. That's good. Wood, meat, and freedom.
0: Did did the book come out? Is the book come out
4: yet? No, October 1st, uh, which is next week or so. It is indeed next week. Yeah, it's quite mm. exciting. Uh, I'm growing. Now you're gonna be on the best.
1: Innocent. You're gonna be on the New York Times bestseller list. I'm already telling you. I've seen the pre-orders. That's a, uh,
4: that's a, that's a weird thing. It's my first book, so yeah, I'm letting you know. Uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, uh, strange. Good. It's um, it's a very different to hand someone a, a written document, and it you know the thickest uh, term paper I'd written you know, for, for agriculture class was maybe 12 pages on on mulch. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> wrote you, it on mulch. That's tough. Well, not just mulch. Silt, loam. <laughs> uh, the basics. Yeah. Right. It was called fecundity. It's <laughs> <laughs> what, what, was,
0: what was your grade on this paper?
4: I w- well, it's a, it's a paper I wrote in my dreams, so it, it, my grade was... A straight A, no. <laughs> he
1: just. he just,
4: not, they
0: wrote
1: straight
4: A on it. Yeah. You know what's really yeah. funny is
0: it, it, it. You know the doseki's guy, the most interesting man in the world character. They've engineered this guy, this fake guy. Yeah,
4: what? With all these things. No, yeah, it's okay, Jonah. they re- It's really you're the soul of that guy. Well, uh, I. You know, I try not to. I try not to take umbrage when I when I hear this sort of thin. Uh, this sort of thin. Uh, Tapestry they're trying to weave in that ad campaign, <laughs> but I do like to think that Dozeki's guy maybe would shine my shoes, or <laughs> I'd drop my car off for him to detail.
0: <laughs> and he does a thorough job.
4: Yeah, he does a fine yeah. job. Yeah, he's good. It he, makes him so interesting. And he yeah, he looks in my rearview mirror and mutters things to himself like, "Someday you will drive a car like this." <laughs> <laughs> if you can step up into a more yeah. delicious cerveza. <laughs> if only you do a Sunday, if only is a perfectly delicious beer, but there are others.
0: I'm surprised. <laughs> have, have, have you been approached by products or like we want you to represent our thing?
4: Sure, sure. Some, yeah. I mean, there's been a, a disappointment in the amount of uh, tool companies... I, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for a big hammer campaign. <laughs> right. Stanley, I'm, hol- I'm holding, holding out. In fact, Estwing. Hol- oh, nice. I'm going straight to the top. Um, but, is- but no, yeah, some some do. I, but it's funny. I think that um, advertising executives probably look at things like Nielsen ratings, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> sure. and so their kid their kids like, hey, get this guy on this show. To to sell your axe, I mean, or to sell your chainsaw or your your tractor, and they say sounds good. Let me look on the chart. Oh <laughs> no, he's no one knows who this guy.
0: Well, is. they don't understand cultural penetration as opposed to they're just looking at a Nielsen number. You're correct, which is not really an accurate representation of how well known you might be.
4: That's true, but what what is an accurate representation? I I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Um, we
0: were just having the... Co- Adam Scott was just on an hour ago. He oh, was no Here And... Um, it totally happened. I swear to God. He's very handsome. He is he's unstoppably handsome. Unstoppably handsome. Good hair. And, uh, yeah, we talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we did. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah we yeah. definitely Cat talked life. about it. Um, but we were sort of... we were We were kind of walking through what it must have been like to be on a hit show in the 80s. Oh, wow. Where it was, you know... Or even going back to the '50s, where it was like, no, forty million people watched the same thing. Yeah,
4: that's pretty. Even, I mean, even in my household, uh, when when Will and Grace was king uh, in the early part of the, of the 2000s or the aughts, mm-hmm. the aughts. What, what, what are smart people calling it? The, the aughts. aughts. The
1: aughts. Yeah, Early 2000s. they were like, honey, we. They just gave me a Porsche because we're doing so well.
4: Yeah, it's. I mean, the the difference just between and and same exact thing thursday night on nbc um <laughs> 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 times have changed i mean even even uh Romblo was was going off about it in a humorous way um from from the porsches of will and grace mm. to when the west wing got picked up uh when it looked like it was going to stick around they received an espresso machine and i think it was an nbc executive who Came in and was like, all right, everybody, congratulations. I'm glad to tell you, like, you know, you're getting another 13 episodes. Welcome to an espresso machine. (laughs) And and everyone was like, well, that's pretty lame, but... This is not bad. And and then they realized it was one espresso machine. It wasn't each (laughs) person in in the green room. (laughs) And then they were irked. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
4: You got to get your own cured cup, though.
0: So they didn't have to share a Porsche, right?
4: No, each of the four cast members received a Porsche Boxster, which. uh, That's true. When I was told this story, I had never known someone that had owned a car of that brand. And so I think it was. an old agent of Megan's d- told me the story and then kind of scoffed. And I said, well, what are you, why are you scoffing? And she said, well, it was a Boxster. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And I had to have it explained to me that that was the, uh, it's the entry model. It's the poor man's yeah. Porsche. And I was like, well, you're, 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 uh, you're talking to the wrong audience because, to me, that's an impressive automobile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's way more kick ass than a Taurus.
0: Right. Um, yeah. And it, it's still a free
4: car. Yeah. It's still mm-hmm. an expensive free car. True. Even if it was a brand new Taurus, I still would have been f- absolutely yeah. floored. Yeah, like,
0: oh that's that's only the sixty thousand dollar model. Like, yeah. eh, it's still a nice um still a nice car. It's a nice day at the scratch deci- office. Who
1: decided that though? Like who's like, let's give them Porsches and then someone has to decide which model yeah. <laughs> pick up the colors and then deliver them to the studio. It's a very I, it's I'm a very good very question. curious. So things are different now in NBC. Uh,
4: Presumably, I don't yeah. hear from them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when uh, when Parks arrived, Rec-
4: <laughs> they no, just
2: they- received uh,
4: Starbucks gift cards in the mail.
0: Is it everywhere? You like you run into the executive and you're like, and the executive's like, "Hey, what are you doing these days?" Like, oh, I'm, right. doing, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm doing,
4: yeah. Or, or I, I mean, the, for a while we kept changing executives a couple times a season. So, and then and they would they would have a shindig at their house, like, oh, mm. welcome all the new shows, <laughs> and I kept having to. Over and over again, say, I'd say, "Hey, hi, thanks for having us." And they'd look at me, and I'd say, uh, "Nick Offerman, I'm on the, I'm on Amy's show." And they would still, they would get a look and be like, nah, are you? "They couldn't tell if I... Amy." They were like, "Oh, so there's somebody between Chris Pratt and Jim O'Hare. <laughs> <laughs> Um But you know, it's. Uh, we're we're of course very grateful that we're still on <laughs> on the, on the air. I mean, it's insane. It's remarkable that we've survived. Having said that, I will mention that I think last year NBC sent us each three copies of the box DVD, and this year I received one. Hmm. And I and it, you know I took note. I was like, huh, okay, um, that's fine. Then. One's all I need. Uh, it's too <laughs> less
2: you can sell to amoeba.
4: It's true. But it, so it's I, no shared expre,
0: espresso machine. No, it's not. <laughs> when you get when you get the DVD, when you get the one DVD in the mail, do you turn to Megan and go, "That's right, honey. Thursday nights. I'll take it from here."
4: <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't. Uh... <laughs> but I think just because look again Nielsen ratings not an accurate representation. I think I think a lot of people know the show. They just don't. People just don't watch television in the way that. Television still tries to rate television.
2: Aren't they going to start to try though? Is are they doing digital news? ratings They are. They
0: are. They are trying. But there really should be there really should be a three dimensional model that measures cultural penetration. Like, where are people watching this online? It should count DVRs. It should count clips that they're watching on Hulu. It should hashtags. It, it should count. Like there should be. Well, it should count. Ca- you know, like people should look at. Your sort of social media presence, you know, like what, like what is what, what? are people known? How well are they known? And then that should all factor in.
4: It, sh- it should, should it? I think it will. I mean, I think it's an antiquated system, and the problem is that even even if they can begin to ke- keep track of who's watching one and where, um, then they have the further Herculean task of monetizing that information. Yeah. Yes, and the, and I think the networks and the and the sort of um, the sort of dinosaur system that's in place is scared shitless about that that shift taking place because right now at least even though the money is diminished the money is still coming in they're like we scored a 7.2 and they're like here's your money right yeah and and to say uh, okay now we have this new system where we scored an x23. 2000? How much and, is yeah, that worth? Yeah, how yeah.
1: many? Oh, God, that would have been the best car ever. Like <laughs> the X23 2000, 2000, 2000. holy yeah, yeah, shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, because. <laughs> it's like the uh, SUX 2000 from Robocop. Yes, the
0: yes, SUX. But I, but I always think of it as like when I, I think about if I were to go to my dad, my dad and my dad's family th- represent sort of like what Middle America is aware of. Like, like what most—I of I mean, like what mainstream America is, is aware of. So, if I were to say something like, "Hey, dads, what do you think of Flight of the Concords? he would be like, "Nah, I don't know what that is." But I guarantee, if I went home and I was like Ron Swanson, he'd be like, "Oh yeah!" Like, yeah. like they know—it's people know. Like, people know.
4: Your dad sounds awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> he is. <laughs> A. B. I. 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 I'd like to agree with you. Uh, it's. It's. It's one of those things I can't begin to fathom. Uh, you know what the the millions and millions of people in our nation are uh, like are there still people who come home from work every night and watch tv from dinner to bedtime sure uh and and they're called elderly people i I suppose or or, and they turn
1: on cbs
0: republicans perhaps i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know where they are i don't but uh, but most people under 25 are
4: watching their phone or laptop it, it's true, and, I th- and I'm grateful. I think that just enough of that has sort of oozed through the, the, pers- the, the, the consciousness over at the, at the company mm-hmm. that has allowed us to stick around. They're like, well, I think some people like this show. Some of the, some of the kids do, I don't know, better <laughs> than that. those other shows. I think you'll notice it when your book does really well, because you can't, you knock, know... Kn- knock on wood.
0: Knock on, knock on wood. How is this wood?
4: Not a good wood uh, looks like a laminate
0: um it's uh he's right I think if you can get a lot of people to buy your book, that is a huge thing because to get people to go out of their way to trade money for something is is no easy task, so if they will do that, then it seems to me that uh then there is something there
4: well uh, that's the hope uh it's it's been um the whole thing i mean just getting the job in the first place has been hilarious and really surreal um and as long as uh it, it, it's sort of the, the the more good that comes our way because of parks and rec the more it makes us all mind our manners more and say wow we're insanely lucky let's uh let's be decent and and not turn into ass wipes <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> and that's that's I've basically just given away the entire content of the book. That was uh, it, yeah. That's a kind of a thick book for just but, that. Well, there's some pictures that are really funny, <laughs> uh,
3: they're super doodles? Funny. Did
4: you get any doodles in there? They're illustrations by this really funny and talented guy named Mike Mitchell.
2: Oh, I love oh, Mike yeah, Mitchell, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: he's well known in our circle, dare I say. Yeah. Um. He's done a bunch of stuff for uh he he did that great uh f- the that, that great uh portrait of of Conan mm-hmm. yeah during the, the team Hope. team coco yep. yeah and yeah. He's, he's done uh, stuff with Rain Wilson and he's done a lot of Parks and Rec stuff like he did um Leslie Nope as Rosie the Riveter oh yeah,
1: yeah and yeah. he did
4: our, our whole show as the Casablanca poster oh, so nice. he's really smart yeah, he's That's great he's he a lot of stuff for uh, Jensen at Gallery 1988. Yep. So he did. Um, uh, we had him do a bunch of illustrations in the style of like early scout manuals slash Hardy Boys <laughs> mysteries. Oh, perfect. of course, yeah, they're pretty dope. That's
1: <laughs> how <laughs> I, co- I collected old Boy Scout manuals when I was a kid. That's creepy. Yeah, well, I was a Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we did. Creepy. Yeah, you're still uh, not gonna allow it. You're yeah. still not gonna allow it. I, know, I can make a fire outside. But, but
0: I but I think there's a I think there's a I'm book series. Yeah. I think <laughs> there's a book series for you. Like I I, I feel like. I wrote a book once and then someone said, Are you gonna write another book? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what else I'm gonna talk about. But I feel like you have so many things that you could talk about or teach people or cover or
4: Well, it- I hope so. I mean it's uh, I, I feel really lucky that I <laughs> that I got the chance to do this one. Um and I do I, the the ideas that I have if somebody said do, do you wanna do another one, they're they're more specific. Uh I want to do a a book for, that's my like Offerman Woodshop Volume One, yep. where each of the players, you know, gets to like my dad will do a section oh, on God. grilling, and my 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 shop manager Lee will show how to make a, an Offerman Woodshop mustache comb, and <laughs> um, the kazoo, and all that. Maybe some <laughs> lifestyle, but I, then I also want to do a more a much more thick and delicious book about making my first guitar. Um, and I can't decide if it should be a documentary or a book. Are you looking into luthering? Are you going to do it? I am. I mean, I've got a bunch of wood milled up already to make... What are you using? Ukuleles. Well, I've got koa and mango yeah. from Hawaii. Yeah. I've got a bunch of red cedar for tops. I also have a bunch of quilted maple. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying a bunch of different... I have cocobolo for sides and back. Nice. Um, Co wood. That's, I like, my, uh, that's, that's,
2: that's the wood in my ring. Yeah, ah, Co is a good. Coat it's wood. a
4: good tone wood. I like East Indian rosewood and a Sitka top.
1: Sitka I, spruce top. I do
4: have a bunch of Sitka. Yeah, um, and, and a bunch of also Alaskan yellow cedar.
1: Oh yeah yeah yeah. I are mean, are you I'm, gonna do a hollow body?
4: Are you gonna do an acoustic? What are you gonna make? Well, first I'm gonna make a bunch of ukuleles mm-hmm. and and see how those go. We'll scale up and then just, <laughs> just yeah. expand it. It only has four strings. I don't care. And then I'll probably start with something modest like a triple aught martin kind of yeah. body style will you call them Uke Offermans? i don't know what i'll call them if okay. you ever
1: make a left-handed one Uke offerman just let me know left-handed. Yeah, take you that off your hands copy that yeah just let me know that's, i sent that's you a good tip
0: i sent you a video and then i felt bad like oh people probably send you like shit all the time like this but i i'd sent you a video of a guy who made him um, i don't remember what he was making i think it might have just been a chair or a table or something but he made it it with all of like he made the antique uh, woodworking equipment and then made a table with that. Like this is what they would have done in the old days. And with the,
1: oh, do you remember that guy on PBS that you, from it was in Williamsburg, Virginia, and he would just have that shop and he just used all the period tools and would make. That's an what evidence. this guy did.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't game. think of that. Guy's I can't remember that show. But um, then
1: there was the New Yankee Workshop. Which, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
2: well, that's what the the incredible part of going to the uh, Delta. the uh, the Gamble House. Uh, in uh, Pasadena, is uh, it's Green and Green are the ones that uh, built the entire thing, and so it's like it's a beautiful, huge house, uh, craftsman. But like it's nuts to think those before there was any electronic tools, so everything was sanded down by hand, everything was cut by hand.
1: Yeah, and back then you had to like rely on lightning to generate enough electricity. That's true. To go back in time, because
4: that's the house they used for Doc Brown. Yeah. <laughs> um, the we're, we're actually building a, a small Japanese garden gazebo called an Azumaya. Um, that's inspired, ha, ha, we're stealing some details from the Gamble House. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, it's, it's it, one of the, my favorite things about visiting this. Uh, there were contemporaries of Frank Lloyd Wright at the turn mm. of the 20th century, the Craftsman Movement. And um, it, it is incredibly beautiful. The amount of detail and handwork that's apparent not only in the house, but the furniture, but the yeah. furniture and t- how
2: it corresponds. Each like the furniture in a room will correspond to like the
4: fixtures in a ha- in, the, yeah, in the actual room. Everything is of a piece. Yeah. Um, and the, the and the docents, if you go tour this place, will tell you that to do it today. Um, would cost like three hundred million dollars, yeah. <laughs> because they had like over a hundred guys in the yard working yeah. for like eighteen months. Yeah, it was
2: it was a gamble, as in like Procter and Gamble. Yeah, yeah, yeah Gamble yeah. family summer home. Uh, yeah, I uh, I went to it shortly <laughs> after because uh, the Huntington uh, Library and gar- uh, Botanical Gardens had a whole green and green exhibit, which was great. And it was it was hard because it was like there would be the chair, and you want to like. You know, you want to feel the wood and see how smooth they were able to make everything so long ago. But of course, there's somewhere there filthy. Yeah, yeah, off I that know. Man. Yeah,
1: hard. Yeah. I wonder if uh, you were to just research that on Angie's list, how much you'd get it built for. I don't know Angie's list. This podcast is brought to you by Angie's list. It's, it's not, but you oh. can say that. Okay, thank you.
0: I always liked it. like. I really liked it, the Hearst Castle, and I go how the fuck? I mean, they basically there was nothing here, and they built a railway just to bring stuff here, and then built this insane. Mega mansion, yeah, out of not of nothing.
4: Yeah, it was it was what someone did before they thought of Las Vegas. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> okay, we have unlimited wealth. This we are Americans. So what should we do? Here's what we do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when I was <laughs> a where can Kessel. I get some zoo animals? When I was
1: a kid, and we would sometimes in the summer we'd go out to Newport, uh, Rhode Island. Just those fucking those houses yeah. are
4: just the most
1: insane, you and there were everybody's
4: about- like house they used for four weeks. Have you ever thought about tackling a house? Sure. I I, uh, would love to build... My dream house would be like a huge stone and wood craftsman sort of lodge. Nice. Um, And uh, the problem is my wife is, is a superhero of interior design. She's i'm like a fred flintstone and she's i don't know someone who's super tasteful does she like (laughs) craftsman does she like craftsman stuff or is she more not century terribly no she's very she really likes modern architectural style she's a she's an amazing art collector and so she kind of has she's kind of the uh she has the house covered yeah um and she can sort of put it all together so much more masterfully and more quickly then I can build one table. <laughs> that there's there's not even really a conversation. right. Yeah, like, yeah. But maybe I, I, you know, it's sort of a pipe dream that one day um, I'll build her something in the mountains and take her there, and then I will I will have her.
3: Yes. I think we finally
0: have her. Yeah. Finally. Yeah,
4: yeah. She's made some promises. And, yeah. you know, so. This is going to gonna be on top of a mountain. I'm doing, yeah. some, I'm doing some training.
0: Good. Every time you kind of roll over to see if it's okay, it's like, is, mm. the, is there a house yet? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then you just sort of roll back over, defeated. I mean, it's fair. It's fair. It is. Do you do commissions, or do you just make stuff that you want to tackle?
4: No, we do commissions. I mean, I've taken on a few really talented woodworkers uh, who are handling most of the of the actual work we um we're doing a dining table and a desk right now as well as a um a sort of modern four poster bed all of which are designs that i help with and sign off on and then they do most of the of the labor um i just made 12 uh miniature 20 inch canoe paddles and when i actually get to make something then i sign it Mm -hmm. so that the things that come out of my shop there's no mistake if if it gets the shop logo branded on it, that means it's made by us. And if it has my signature, then it was made by me. I really want to commission something. It's like a Murano glass factory. I really want to commission something.
0: I have a room in my house that looks like a log cabin, and it's all the original wood from the structure that was on the property of the house. Oh, nice. From, you know, almost 100 years ago. And it just needs an Offerman
4: something in that room. It sounds like you, one of our specialties is a, uh, a stool... With a a cavity in the middle that holds a cauldron. This was a commission. Holds a cauldron beneath the hole, and it's to. um, It was for a woman uh, who's a doctor of a a sort of a witch-like persuasion. We talked about this, and then she's
0: supposed to squat over the pot. Yeah,
4: and you put steaming herbs in the cauldron. Yeah, and it uh, it affects your lady's reproductive organs. Right. Yeah. It's steaming in a helpful manner. And sperm, you cook, you put steaming sperm in that's there, right. and then it gets her pregnant. Exactly.
0: That's that that was that's <laughs> old, that's old science. I've got yeah, I showed you the schematics.
1: <laughs> so they didn't think it would kill the sperm. <laughs> a no. vapor pregnancy. Yeah, it's a vapor pregnancy.
4: Yeah, yeah I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm no biologist, but
1: yeah. yeah, the baby comes out of, looking like Casper. That's a how, how most that's how yeah. most
4: ninjas are born. Casper vapor. was dead Richie Rich. Let's be honest. It, it looks, looks beautiful in a California Claro Walnut. <laughs> tongue oil finish.
0: <laughs> well, if you guys are ever open, to, if you ever open a new commissions I'll commission something. <laughs> Maybe not the uh, fertility pot, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, but but something, something would be really nice. Yeah,
4: we're it's uh, we're having a great time. I, I was kind of a one man shop, and then I got the job on Parks and Rec, and I said, well, either I lock up my shop and it remains dark until I'm done uh, getting to play the best part ever written. For a human, um, <laughs> or I find some friends and we start up a little concern. So we have this great little co op going. It's awesome. And it's, yeah, it's, um, it's really cool. each, each shop member has one or two items that uh, are very popular at Christmas. One guy makes kazoos, you know, Lee makes the mustache comb. And so uh, it sort of allows, you know, the 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 shop has a life outside of me, allowing people to make a, a meager you know woodworkers living which i appreciate i think that's it feels better than just locking it up and right. putting my toys away yeah
2: And it's a place for you to go and hang out too with like like-minded guys and just you know and ladies yeah. uh,
4: interestingly my two best woodworkers are are women which okay. i'm very proud of the
2: for detail it's
4: a very yeah. feminist
2: Deanna, my thing. wife uh like worked in the woodshop like when we went back to chicago she had to like she stopped by and they're like hey it was a she's way better at that stuff than me
0: well, I, I I think it's good to, because a lot of times, look, uh, performers can be very um, short attention spanny, and they get very excited about things and bursts. And I can totally see, I can totally see myself going, woodworking man, that's where it's at, and then buying all the equipment and stuff, and then it just, like you said, it just sits.
2: And then making a smaller piece of wood <laughs> than the one you bought.
0: <laughs> and then every once in a while, kind of going in and just looking at the equipment and going, yeah. Boy, this looks awesome! By the and then, time,
4: yeah, and then another year goes by. It's true. It's uh, I mean that's that's human nature. I, I've certainly gotten excited about hobbies that I I didn't follow up on. Let's list some of them. Golf, um, golf, sure, yeah, golf, uh, uh, confectionery. Oh yeah,
1: no, <laughs> I was really excited about this. Nor golf, I,
4: situation.
0: Golf, I, I know golf confectionery. He I made know. golf cakes. Oh, yep. I um. Back on
4: board. I lost two or three weeks to two video games in the nineties. One was called Banjo Kazooie. Of course. Yeah. And one was called Earthworm Jim. G- Earthworm Jim. I was staying with a guy, and for I had never had my own video game system. And you know, I was I was a loser staying on his couch, and he was like, "Hey, I just got these two new games. Let's check it out." <laughs> and literally <laughs> three weeks later. We opened the, we let the sun in. and We're like, what just fucking, what happened? Yeah. Well, we, we, well, we won. And, and it was such a crazy lesson. We we ate three pizzas a day, and played these games all the way through until so we defeated them. Which I don't recall what that means exactly. You um, lived a
1: dream. I, three pizzas a day.
4: I did. The, the most my my favorite thing about it was I learned that I never needed to play a video game. For the rest of my You got life. it. Like, mm. you got it in that couple like, of weeks. Oh, yeah. That, if, if I hadn't go- f- gone through to completion, um, I wouldn't have gotten the lesson. But by, <laughs> by winning the game and then feeling the emptiness yep. <laughs> yeah. immediately thereafter was like, oh, this is n- nothing. That never changes, by the way. <laughs> no. I mean, you still get the experience of, like, oh, this game's really fun.
0: And, you know, what's so, what's so great about video games now is that they're, the stories are much more robust
3: I'm than we were.
1: I'm 43% done with Grand Theft Auto V that's and pretty like, far that's a pretty like, fucking intense game yeah and i'm like this is gonna end soon <laughs> it's, I'm it's not happy about it
0: it's still not gonna it's still not gonna end soon do you guys ever do, do you do have you ever thought about like
4: you know making wooden phone cases or like like trying to yeah we you know when when uh, the iphone case was suddenly a huge product um we immediately looked at a few different ways to do it but the our, our thing at Offerman Woodshop is everything is made by hand mm-hmm. and um, iPhone cases and iPad covers and all that kind of stuff are all made with computers, with robots, basically mm-hmm. um, something that's that thin and that precision um, to make by hand would be I would have to charge $25,000.
3: <laughs> Which is not yeah.
1: it's not a terrible upmark when you no. think about what you pay for a fucking plastic iPhone case. No, it's true. Mm. It's like a nickel worth of plastic for Just, just don't $35. make it as small. Just have it, the case be huge and you just put the iPhone in the middle of it. Just, just sink it into a 2x4. Yeah. It's,
4: it's been pitched. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> but, we, but the, you know, generally we have to when we're prototyping items uh, one of the guys is we're possibly going to come online with a with a full-on uh, hobbit oh, tobacco boy. pipe <laughs> oh <laughs> the you know the the curve stem yes. it's yeah, the pipe. pipe. yeah sure um but we, we we go through stringent you know testing and like can we the the thing the thing is people will say what about your cutting board makes it worth you know why should i pay 125 dollars for a goddamn cutting board and the reason is is because it's made by hand it's uh it's very beautiful and of uh, the highest quality and the person who's making it is you're paying someone seventeen dollars an hour to make something rather than paying three chinese children you know a quarter an hour in a in a really flawed system it's that's that's sort of the answer to the question is america is the answer to, (laughs) to any question um on our website is like, well, because we should all be making things for each other in this country and paying a little more for them, and and then we can defeat other nations.
0: <laughs> yeah. And with cutting boards.
4: That's right. We can defeat them with cutting boards. I, can, I mean, have you seen our cutting some, boards? Of course we won. I can make some dope shit out of cutting boards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you could... If the cutting board could disassemble in a certain way, there you could pull a weapon out of it, or you could... Uh, place things inside to hide. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of different things you could do with a cutting board. You, have to, you
4: have to stop thinking in terms of of, of uh, inside-the-box weapons. The cutting board is your weapon. Oh, uh, Meat, meat, is the ultimate weapon <laughs> I guess it's true so to disarm any peoples if you cook your meat well enough they will lay down their arms yeah. right mm-hmm. and then you punch them in the, in the nuts <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> while they're laying and their arms their
4: down steal their treasures that was,
0: like, so that was in
2: <laughs> that was in the art of war that was literally in the art of war
0: that was Lao Tse right <laughs> yeah I think as you're yeah I think he said yeah. as, as, they're, as they're leaning back because they have to put their weapon back <laughs> to expose their nuts and then uh, and then right oh. in for the nut punch
4: and just be real cool <laughs>
2: Act like you didn't even do it. Whoop!
0: <laughs> and you have to say that noise. As you're I'm,
2: you're gonna let that meat rest,
1: bro? <laughs>
0: <laughs> or serve them undercooked meat?
1: I don't now. You really thinking, think there's such a thing? That's I'm, yeah.
4: That that in my in the in the nut punch version, then you have delicious cooked meat to enjoy after you've defeated them. I guess that's celebration meat.
0: Do you feel like uh, <laughs> do, do you feel like that in any in some type of an apocalypse that you would be thoroughly prepared
4: for such uh, to to go back to? Definitely not as much as people would think, uh, <laughs> based on the sort of mythology of Ron Swanson. Like like I definitely uh, want to call up Pratt. Pratt is a hunter, and I'm not. I'm I'm a fisherman. Like I can definitely, uh, I, I can definitely create shelter and fire, and and I'm pretty skilled in in most scouting ways. I can, well, you're
0: already present in this room in the apocalypse. You've just mentioned three things that none of us can do. I can
1: yeah, tie I've knots. Heard of those? I things. can fish. I can tie knots.
4: But I but I definitely want, would want. You know, I'm an actor. I live in Los Angeles, uh, and and there are so many people when. When people say things to me like well, "how how are you uh, so manly," I say, "I know many thirteen-year-old girls in rural areas of the country that are way more manly than me, <laughs> because they're required to be. They go out and milk the cows every morning. They drive the tractor. They split the firewood. I am I am a sissy. I mean, I yeah. I am I live in comfort. You know, I live
1: somewhere in- right now a child is hunting a boar for food.
4: Yeah,
0: yeah, but I still feel like that in our society, the fact that you can do something with your hands to make a thing puts you pretty close to the top of the food chain, uh, it, certainly in our circles.
4: In our circle, perhaps, but that just says very sad things about our circle. Yeah, um.
0: maybe, or that you could fucking own it. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe, maybe just don't compete with the Midwest and just fucking own the West Coast if shit goes down. King of the Dancers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could be... You the West be, Coast
2: is pretty rustic. A lot of forest.
0: There a is. Manly,
2: a lot of manly... Pe- outside of the cities, it's pretty much just rural.
0: You don't have to go that far outside of the cities. You just have yeah. to go into the valley.
2: Yeah. well,
1: <laughs> Past the valley.
0: Uh, past Studio City. Yeah. <laughs> you get past Studio City. There's,
2: there's nothing past Studio City. Yeah, oh, It's a barren wasteland. <laughs> I know it.
0: Then there's Encino. <laughs> and then there's Reseda and Van Nuys. Hmm. And then the 118...
2: Ooh,
4: Ronald Reagan
2: Freeway. Oh, it's fun.
4: I I'm enjoying uh I'm enjoying the my job playing someone who's perceived as, you know, superhumanly macho, but I always I my my uncles and aunts will pound me into pulp <laughs> if I don't always say, "Well, I'm actually I'm a, I'm an artist. <laughs>
3: um,
4: I, 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 yes, I can sharpen my axe and and split firewood with it, but I choose instead to perform on stage and mince about for, for people's entertainment. <laughs>
0: With an axe that you
4: sharpened oh, could perhaps, be yeah. part of it. You could have made some of the furniture on the stage. I would love, yeah, I mean, that's just it. Instead of instead of like leading us to victory in the apocalypse, I would rather perform in a musical about <laughs> chopping firewood. <laughs> Boy, he really kept our morale up during the apocalypse. Chap, <laughs> <He> chop, <did. laughs> chop, 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 chop. Pa- Paul Bunyan, the musical, is, yeah. is, that's my bag.
1: That would be a... <laughs> I will play Babe, the Blue
4: Ox all right we we'll, we'd love to check out your tape oh yeah
1: i've sent it
0: actually
3: already to <laughs> yeah. people.
4: he actually made a vhs tape yeah he blew himself <laughs> rest of development megan track, but... megan always has a very funny saying in such instances uh that came up sincerely when we were doing a play together and she uh, she had just recorded her first record and it was a beautiful record with tom waits and randy newman songs and bobby gentry and I said something. I think I was angling to try and get a copy of it. We had just started becoming uh-huh. friends. I was like, "Hey, if you have," um, and this it's when you still had to have a CD. You could, yeah, sure, uh, sure. It wasn't digital yet. This was 1961, and um, <laughs> and I said, um, "Hey, if you have a copy of that, I'd love you know I could I'd love to check it out and and uh, give you some notes." And she <laughs> sa- and she said, um, completely facetiously. Uh yeah, it'd be it'd be fun to get your feedback. <laughs> so. <laughs> and so that became a saying in our house. <laughs> when when she when one of us w- wants the other one to weigh in on something that we have no business weighing in on, we say, "Yeah, that it'd be fun to get your feedback." Probably one of the reasons why you have a good marriage is because
0: y- you both recognize like. Maybe I should shut up right now and, and not I I find that I constantly am getting into trouble by offering an opinion that was never solicited. Never
2: give an opinion or never try to solve anything.
0: Well, it's fine to solve things. I, I think that's I think that's fine and I think that's inherently To you. What, I think that's inherently. I think that's
2: inherently. <laughs> well, I gave her the perfect advice. You <laughs> shouldn't ask for it. <laughs> I gave her the perfect
0: advice. Hey, you dummy, do this. What's wrong? I'm trying to be sensitive, but I think Maybe I,
1: it's that voice you're using when you're giving advice.
0: Yeah, I just think you know. I feel like Don Rickles really speaks to her, uh, but I but I feel like um, you know the ability to say. Uh, I'll just, you know, I will have faith and trust you that you are a, an intelligent human being who knows what you're doing, and I will not try to fix something that was not asked of me.
4: Sure, yeah. I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's important to know your department, you know, uh, when, it, when it comes to it. Like in our house, uh, we're both Luddites. We're both terrible um, at technology on purpose, and we're... Even now, we're formulating a plan to get off of email. Mm-hmm. We've, wow. We've been form- <laughs> you, you, you have it. the same email address. Uh-huh. You share an email address. We do, and it's on Earthlink. Like, <laughs> which, it's just like make, my parents. Which makes people laugh for mm. what reason I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. But we just had uh, Sam Elliott on our show recently, uh-huh. and Sam, I, I had not met him. He's, of course, a great hero to me and and to many people. Uh, And um, and it was incredible. He was so beautiful and such a a, a hilarious, gentle, giving soul. And um, it was so amazing to have him, somebody you know, like the the living embodiment of John Wayne or
3: uh,
4: and any any manly hero to me uh, is is wrapped all wrapped up in Sam Elliott. And have him in Ron's office and like doing some scenes was incredible. And he and his wife, like he doesn't have an email and of course he's he's a few decades ahead of me in age but th- there was just a sensibility of us saying he se- he still seems to be getting to work on <laughs> yeah. time like yeah. there he is receiving information from the world without having an email address we just it's a, it's a gripe that we have because when we get home from work and I'll work a 12 hour day generally at our show then you get home and you're expected, you're obligated to spend one to two hours answering all these emails, and that's something that's insidiously crept into our lives. That makes me really mad because in the 15 years ago, if you got home and your answering machine was blinking 85 new messages, hmm. which is kind of our average, 85 sure. to 120 emails a day, you would you would throw it out the window and say this is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. and, um, but somehow uh, we're, we're expected to keep up with all these things. So we're, we're trying to ease ourselves back out of it.
0: Do you have, um, do you have quiet times where you just sit in a room and, and read or whittle or do something that's not watching TV or checking anything electronically? We do. I
4: mean, we do sort of announce, like, um, at, at, at night, on school nights, you know, uh, it's sort of an understood thing that we leave our devices out of the room. And, and spend our time together either reading or um 69ing
1: yeah <laughs> while reading <laughs> which we can had still you, can, you still got a vision on the book you can uh, just put it above her head yeah
4: and vice versa the, and and by devices I mean you know smartphones and iPads and all that yeah not vibrant some devices are welcome Burested. in the 69 <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot of in the nest. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the the aforementioned Offerman woodshop kazoo, for example.
3: <laughs>
4: Mustache comb, probably. You gotta remember to hum. Handy. Hum, don't blow. The thing really,
3: really creates a buzz.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm so- I'm sorry that I. <laughs> I'm sorry that I became an audience member and laughed so hard. I really wish the comedy nerd in me wanted to riff off that. That's one of the funniest things that ever happened on this podcast. I just did not, I did not. see it coming.
3: I did not see it coming. <laughs>
4: Why was I not surprised by it? I don't understand. Uh, I felt like Megan, uh... Megan Off also does not see it coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are we 69ing all of a sudden? Yeah,
4: well, to, to take I'll it take easy, me. honey. Yeah. Stick with me. That's because it's a school night, honey. That's why <laughs> we're 69. That's <Yeah. laughs>
0: 69.
4: But yeah, it's... it's uh, I don't know. It's. Um, it, I don't know if we're the perfect victims because we're both workaholics. So we don't, we, we haven't learned to say no and protect ourselves from... Yeah all of, from just you know like your your friend's cousin is like hey i made a short can i send it to you yeah. and you're like yeah i'm supportive i want to and eventually you get enough of those that you're like oh th- this how many is,
1: cousins do we have yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: who's this guy yeah
1: uh, I can't stop. <laughs>
2: you, you. <laughs> the hardest you've ever laughed out of all the people you've had on. You. We've had Mel Brooks on. He's laughed the hardest out of 69 Listen,
0: a good joke's a good it's joke. It's a great joke. <laughs> you hit a
4: vein. I would love to mention that to Mel.
3: <laughs>
2: you
4: hit a vein. <laughs> when you're 69 later, you're going to be like, this totally broke up Hardwick earlier. I wish Hardwick was here right now. <laughs> yeah.
3: This
0: would fucking kill I love this. I <laughs> this mean, if I just said good. it and it was funny. Yeah
2: you're <laughs> tearing up you're yeah. tearing up I'm fucking crying I've never seen you laugh that hard That's something that wasn't just like mean that happened to somebody else
3: true uh,
0: you know Good we point. could I could sit here and dissect the ten reasons why that was so fucking funny but I don't want to I don't want to ruin it by overanalyzing it it was just <sighs> it was a really
4: nice moment yeah. Oh, God damn it. Speaking Uh, of Adam Scott... Yes! um, Did you know... We were talking recently about my my book, Paddle Your Own Canoe, uh, coming out October 1st from Dutton Books, an imprint of Penguin Random House. Yes. um, Which I think you said... uh,
1: The, 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 yeah, one, the one that on. we were
4: talking about earlier, that book. Yeah,
2: yeah that book earlier. Yeah.
4: Um, Wait, I'm sorry, one more time, what was the name of it? One Man's Fundamentals for Delicious Living. Mm-hmm. That's right. Paddle Your Own Family. Your Your and Game. what was it on again? Oh, uh, Dutton. Dutton, Dutton. Dutton, which is like a... Is that? It's an imprint of uh, Penguin that's Random right.
3: House. That's right,
4: that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Smooth. Uh, Adam and I were talking about it because he w- d- was was generous enough to take a look at some of it. And we were, uh, there's some stories in it about how horribly shitty... Casting in in the business can be the worst experience. You know, when, when people say M- my young person wants to get into acting, what's your advice? I say, fucking punch him in the balls yeah. and steal <laughs> After steal some their meat. meat. <laughs> That's right.
3: Yeah.
4: But I, I say it's it's the worst. Tell don't tell them don't do it. It's like to choose uh, the the masochism of of the of going to auditions is really stupid um mm. and you but sometimes you can't help it you have to do it anyway and so here we are so adam and i were kind of uh reminiscing I, i've known him megan and i met him probably uh, 13 or 14 years ago in the theater world adam's sort of been around since his late teens i think in, yeah. a, in la um and i was so we were just comparing horror stories uh Talking about dicks, there's a, when, when you get into the pattern where you're like testing for TV shows every year. Oh yeah, there's always a few, usually a few friends. Like that's where I actually met and became friends with Rain Wilson. Was auditioning for Some TV people, shows, and together. you
0: really get excited when you see them. Like, oh, it's yeah. nice. Oh, I feel comfortable now because I really like this guy. There's
4: that, and you and you also um, like if I saw Rain, I knew oh this is probably a good show, right? Uh, because Rain doesn't suffer foolish mm-hmm. material gladly. Mm-hmm. But then, and then there's, there's also <laughs> hilarious bad guys. And for a while, there was this one guy who was like a B movie action kind of star guy. And for some reason, he had worked into the audition pool for like straight talking, serious NYPD blue kind of procedural fireman cop shows. And usually, you you don't get meatheads at those auditions. You get you get bookish uh like football players yeah. but you get people who you have to be pretty well spoken because you get these you get these uh, paragraphs of, of like forensic information and so you usually don't get meatheads but this one meathead had made his way through the filters i never got i don't remember his name but he he would always have like greased arms yeah. and you <laughs> and you'd walk into a waiting room and he'd it, it was as though you were there to literally fist fight him <laughs> so he would just fucking stare daggers oh, at you Jesus. and you'd be you know and you you're you're an actor so you're like hey guys hey everybody. hey uh jeff hey everybody um so good luck yeah. <laughs> cop stuff right um and then this guy would get up and go out um I'm, there's this one waiting room at the nbc lot you could see out into the parking lot through through the window and he would go out to where all the guys mm-hmm. could see him and do, know. like, karate <laughs> katas. Oh, as, as though he was having some private time. Mm-hmm. and you Very know, like, publicly. <laughs> like, crush air. And then every once in a while, glance in at you. And, uh. and then you have to pretend like you weren't watching him. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about situations like that, and he amazingly revealed that he had tested for the lead on Six Feet Under for Michael C. Hall's part. Oh, wow. Which was so... I I've, I've never I've never like gone up for a part that I didn't get that then went on to become something as insanely amazing as that. Um but I thought that w- that spoke uh, a lot towards Adam's sort of su- superpowers to be a an incredibly charismatic leading man that he's there's probably three more of those that he's not telling me about. Adam uh, Scott yeah. all, could have been Dexter then. He could have v- wow. By
0: rights he could have been yeah. that could have been his path.
4: He, uh, I'm, I'm a very big fan of his. He's, uh, he's really, really good and underplayed at what he does, but uh, he's also just so goddamn funny. He is, and I,
0: and and one of the things that I was talking to him about was that um, as a really funny guy, as a performer, you usually sense, you know, and I know, I'm, I'm sure, I know, I have this too. Is, I mean, I'm saying I have the bad part of it, which is like you can usually sense in a comic or an actor like. You just feel like you can feel the molecules of desperation a little bit. You can feel a little bit of like, I hope, please like me, or, you know, I need attention or whatever. Sure. And Adam, you just don't, eh, he just, like, he seems fine with, like, yeah, if you notice him or you don't, mm-hmm. he doesn't give a shit. Like, it's it's a good, it's a very good lesson to learn. Like,
2: oh, yeah, he could just be comfortable and you don't have to be, you know. Well, he was just kind of, he was like a journeyman. He's been acting professionally for, like, A very years. long time, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, at, at the point where people started noticing him, I don't think he had that... That need to... It doesn't work, always fix out.
0: everyone. Just because you've been doing it for a long time, there are still some people where you just feel like you walk. they walk into a room and you're like, eh, they need something,
4: true. and yeah. I don't know what it is or if I can give it to them, and it's awkward. Well, is it, yeah, uh, apropos of what you're saying, Adam d- was uh, pretty crazy about my book, Paddle Your Own Canoe. Um, was was that, it, was when what, is this available? One Man's Guide to... Oh, it's coming out October 1st. Oh, uh, wow, that's great. Delicious Living. What
1: a, what like, a, if I was searching by publisher, <clears throat> yeah. Like, how
4: would I find it? Um, I think it's coming from Dutton Books. Right? Oh, that's a that's Penguin
1: an, Random yeah. House. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's an imprint of Penguin imprint. Random oh, House. Yeah. Great.
4: Yeah, uh, um, yeah. Adam has a lot of complimentary things to say about it. Are you doing signings? Like are you running around doing that? I, you know, we're in the middle of shooting Parks. Oh yeah. But I am doing It'd like. Be funny a, if you set one up at Parks <laughs> <laughs> for the cast. I am actually doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing. Well, it's not official. I'm, but. Um, it was. I, I wanted to give the book to you know. It's it's a very loving family over there, so I wanted to give the book to, uh, of course, the cast and then yep. and then the I was like. Well, okay, the, the producers and the right and then you can and then I can never. I'm like, well, yeah, I gotta give it to the props people. And so eventually, I was like, oh, I'm gonna give the book to the show. Yeah. And then, but then I thought that's one weird thing. It's my first book, and it feels really strangely narcissistic. Because I don't, when I make a film, then I don't go around handing it to people yeah. like, and signing it. Here's my film. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> Please enjoy. I'm in I about 27 minutes of it. I'm in uh, some pretty. <laughs> some,
2: Thanks for the props. Pretty There's good laugh for you. Yeah.
4: Yeah. The best is happening
1: between 16 and 19. Yeah, uh, like,
4: watch that. Enjoy it. So the it's weird to to give someone your book. So then I decided what I'm going to do is make the book available at my show. It's going to be announced that if you go to like the the closet on the third floor, there will be a quantity of my book that you can get and I'm gonna sign them all. Yeah. Then if people want to, I can like sign it around the the job or something. But it's it's just it's a it's a weird I was kind of hoping you would set up next to craft services with the stack of the I'm, books. I and, may. And, just, and, and just... some and and like Jim O'Hare is probably gonna have to pay to, for a signed copy. <laughs> Don't tell everybody else,
0: but... You're going to have to sneak it in. They're going to order a burger and it's just going to be between two buns.
4: And they're like, oh, what is this book? Enjoy, enjoy the sandwich.
0: Flee. <laughs> are you going to... Is there any part of you that... <clears throat> will you feel weird? Will you be checking the closet to see how many copies are gone?
4: No, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's... Uh, it. You know, I'd, it's a nice thing about being an acquired taste. Like, uh, I'm not in the business of trying to... Uh, I often say this about Parks and Rec, but like I'm not in the McDonald's business. I'm not trying to sell quarter pounders. I'm much more trying to make a kick-ass Reuben sandwich, and most people a aren't going to stick around and wait for the sandwich, and b, it's a, it's a much more acquired taste. Is it incredibly more delicious? Sure, <laughs> but you're going to serve it to a lot fewer people, and so. But those people will really appreciate it. Hopefully, yeah. and
0: not just uh, mindlessly shove it into their.
4: Exactly. It, I think it comes from. I think it comes from uh, th- my, my uh, beginnings in small Chicago theater. You, you learn that it's not the amount of people you're performing for. It's the quality of experience that the audience that has shown up receives from you. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm, I'm confident that, you know, some people that work at my show will like my book. And you know, if if they don't, they'll be like, "Oh wow, okay, I was wrong about that." I'll just go make some more shit out of wood. <laughs>
2: yeah. how is technically, the, the book is made out of wood. It is. It is. Yeah.
1: It's very soft wood. Indeed. Uh, how was the? Uh, I was in Boston two, three weeks ago, and I saw that you were at the Wilbur with Megan. What'd you
4: guys do? Oh,
0: we're there in a couple of days. Yeah. Oh no way! Yeah, it's, a good, it's a great theater. What'd on you on Friday, to do? we're it's there. It's the
4: greatest. Um, we we did a whole northeastern tour. Actually, we played Newport. Um, we played uh Boston, three shows in Boston. Yeah. We do a show I do this show called American Ham. That's uh I'm like a I'm like a humorist, a foul mouthed, less educated Garrison Keeler. Of
3: course.
4: <laughs> um I do some songs uh and tell some story it's my ten tips for prosperity. It actually inspired the book. Yeah. Um I, I tried to turn in the show to become the book, and the show written out is like twelve pages long. <laughs> <laughs> You've done that at Largo, right? I have, yeah. yeah. So Megan has this incredible band, Nancy and Beth, and they're kind of new, and they're and they're drumming up an audience. And so we've begun combining our our, our my, sticking my my chocolate into her peanut butter, as it were. And so her band, Nancy and Beth, open for for me. Uh, and then sometimes they get a headline show, and then I yeah. o- open for them, or we then um, we always end up doing songs together. Uh, they are one of the most entertaining things I've ever seen. They she and um our friend Stephanie Hunt, who was on Friday Night Lights, um, these two beautiful, gorgeously voiced women are doing like if the Andrews sisters ate peyote and <laughs> and and then like shot some videos, they they sing in close harmony like yeah. that. So it's very toe tapping and but but it's it's entertaining in an old fashioned way that just nobody does anymore. They dance and they sing and their band is amazing. Um, so we did that yeah. at the Wilbur and all over the Northeast. Uh, the Wilbur's the best.
0: It's such a great space. Yeah, I love that theater. Because it's uh, it's big enough to be a theater and gorgeous inside, but it still feels intimate somehow. Yeah. But it holds like 1,100 people. Yeah. yeah. It's, is that how many? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the 1,100, it's such a
4: fucking great space. It's such a great space. <sighs> I like to get a... Like to get a quantity of legal seafood chowder. Yes, and I recommend th- this both for the delicious flavor and the name of the item, the hot lump crab dip. He's uh, right. That's where it's is that? Where is that?
1: Legal?
0: It's legal. Yeah, you can't beat it.
1: Yeah. Is, are we going
0: to go there this weekend?
1: No, we are going to go to the James Hook, which is the best lobster roll in the country. All right. I'll, well, I'll have to make a,
3: a
4: return trip.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's right it's close to Faneuil Hall like if you kept walking towards the water and the bridge is there and it's like one of the things that's like right on the pier like water so So when people come
4: see your shows do they come expecting Ron and what's funny I start the show by saying hello thank you I start the show with my shirt off because I advertise minor nudity um, to get the asses in the seats I know what I'm doing I'm a, I'm a showman
0: Are you worried pedophiles will
2: show up? Fill it up
4: That's the Chicago no, spirit right that's, there. But that's a funny joke that I like Thank you um,
1: <laughs> See that's how You know there's laughter
2: You can use how, laughter to tell that too.
1: <laughs> That's how Nick reacts to a joke he likes. Chris just goes out of commission for four minutes I really did
4: <laughs> That's a funny uh, I like that funny humor Thank you
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's a sound just, It'll come up
4: um, so I come out with my shirt off. Then I put—I had this shirt made uh, by a couple of the ladies at Parks and Rec. It's an, basically—if I said to you, picture what Clint Eastwood's what what like Bronco Billy's rodeo shirt would be if it was an American flag in <laughs> 1972. Uh, it's beat-up cotton, and you would think you could find it online. You can't. All the American flag rodeo shirts yeah. suck. Um, so I had this one made So I put that on And then I say to the audience Good evening uh, Thank you so much For coming out And they're always in- Insanely enthusiastic So much so That sometimes I call Mike Schur Or Amy Poehler Or like Aubrey Or Pratt So they can share but Never Aziz Never Aziz <laughs> He gets a, he gets his sh- yeah, Plenty he gets yeah. He's, He's on the road He's himself. busy with jay yeah, 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 yeah. um, But uh, And also Never Jim O'Hara Of course Um <laughs> but uh I, I i the adulation i say thank you so much this is so generous you must really love that tv show because you've come here tonight to see me do you have no fucking idea what, <laughs> literally have no idea what i'm gonna do and sometimes i'll start doing christmas carols on my guitar where i'm like we're gonna we're gonna spend some time uh in the glory of the lord <laughs> if you'll join me in song and uh, you know eventually uh i break into the to, to the show to the the good stuff um but that's the amazing thing is like people have no idea because i have no precedent right. i don't perform as myself i'm a theater actor so it's a new thing for me to be a humorist which is, yeah which is why i walked by and i was like oh that's interesting what is he doing there i'm
1: looking forward uh, to, it's
4: yeah, to it's fun yeah it's um i it's been it's been something that i haven't had quite enough time to do yeah um and so it's been a lot of fun, but I look forward to doing it again when other things slow down. Would you be happy just doing
0: that if just you and Megan touring and then
4: We definitely yeah, we um she started touring with Nancy and Beth and suddenly we were spending 3 and 4 day weekends apart on mm. on sing- single individual tours and we said we need to combine our powers. Um so we, we want to do a tour that's like basically a, a a profane, modern-day Donnie and Marie, uh, Stephen Eady kind of thing. Stephen where, <laughs> where it's just the two of us, um, and maybe, you know, with some musicians or whatnot, but I think that would be really dreamy. The, the nice thing is, which is a great luxury, um, is that it's not... All we can do. So it's something maybe for a summer we'll do a three or four month tour and then go back to film work or theater work or what have you. That's great. But it seems like a really fun way to spend a few months in an RV. Any of those shows coming up anytime soon or you're done for a while? I I, I have a handful coming up. Um, I'm playing uh, the University of Maryland in Baltimore um, the same weekend as Tig's Benson Ball. Oh, nice. In D.C. So um, hopefully somebody will come to my show (laughs) uh in st louis i'm doing washington university Uh, i'm playing the chicago theater next thursday as part of my book tour that's a nice one week it is it's enormous (laughs) that's a big theater (laughs) and daunting yeah um but i am i do have some special uh some special there's a i go to the the burgoff restaurant and i get a bratwurst um I, I create a gaseous sort of... It, I cast a spell over the downtown loop area. And so I'm pretty confident that I will draw people in like like the Pied Piper of the olfactory. Like you're, you're just like a natural witch stool. Like yeah, what is that?
0: So that's. Uh, is is there a nickofferman.com? Is that where people can get information? No. The man
1: doesn't want to have an email address. But that doesn't anymore. mean Why that would someone
4: wouldn't build him a website to advertise his stuff. There's stuff. If you go to OffermanWoodshop.com on the homepage, I believe there's like a calendar okay. with what I'm up to. Great. And then um, the book,
0: boy, I feel like it's called. Paddle Your Own P- Canoe. S-
4: yeah, some kids are saying P-Y-O-C. Yeah, P-Y-O-C. Yeah, yeah. But Paddle Your Own Canoe, One Man's Fundamentals for Delicious Living.
0: I like going to a B-Y-O-C party where you have to bring your own... They don't supply the canoes. You have to bring your own canoe to the party.
4: Yeah. It's just a fun time down a river. That's a dope party. <laughs> Dutton, an imprint. An imprint of Penguin, penguin. Random, Random, House. House, Random House. Which is new. It used to... It used to be just be Random House. When I signed my penguin. deal, it was just Penguin. But, uh... Random House, I th- I believe was like, what's up with this Nick Offerman book? Can can we? Become uh, partners with you, Penguin. Can we get a piece?
0: <laughs> that's how I see. So that. your book, your book drew in Random House to create the mega publisher.
1: I imagine. I
3: mean,
0: yeah. it, it ha- the timing it probably, it was such. You in weren't on every meeting, but it does sort of make sense. Yeah. If you're, to stand Here's to what reason. I'm guessing. They happens. made a deal someone with someone in an
1: office said, "I don't care what it takes, just get me Offerman." Yep. yep. Well, we've merged with Penguin. I hope it happens. <laughs> <then> Penguin.
0: <laughs> Penguin and Random House sat by a fire in '69 each other. That's right, and that's how it happens. School
4: nights with devices.
0: Uh, all right, enjoy your burrito, everyone. Nick amazing true
3: Now leaving nerdist.com Enjoy your burrito